Welcome back to the JJK Chronicles of Jiu-Jitsu Kaizen Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ronnie. My name is Chaz. Chad, happy birthday, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. 25 on the 25th. Oh, the golden year, yeah. yeah. When my when I turned seven, my golden year was lit. <laughs> God, I was doing some crazy you stuff You probably that year. chugged so much milk. Oh my God, that was wild. I chugged so much milk on my 25th birthday about a month ago. It's just... Milk. Never get tired of chugging it. Uh, before we get into all that, I will say we're here to cover Jujutsu Kaisen, Episode 5 of Season 1, Curse Womb Must Die, Part 2. Got a little two-parter. I don't even know what to say about these titles. These last two titles are just, whoa. And some could argue it might be that they're both whoa because they're the same title, except one just has Part 2 at yeah. the end. How about that? Crazy. Uh, but before we do that, you gave me a gift, and we're hitting the microphone again. Uh, I got so many things I want to talk about right up front here. So if you're on there, the can't crack. If you're not interested in our bullshit, you know, fast forward a little bit. We'll talk about Jujutsu Kaisen. But we'll talk first, about we'll talk about what we're trying to talk about a little bit later. Guys. I do have a question. Are you a uh, huh? Very attractive, but yes, I am. Ultimately shallow. Instagram model with uh, 767,000 drinking Celsius? Well, are you sponsored I am very by attractive. Celsius? Not an Instagram model, but yes, this is Celsius grapefruit melon green tea. Uh, non-carbonated. That's the best part about this stuff. The only person I've ever seen drink a Celsius is people on Instagram who were sponsored by Celsius. I didn't know that they actually sold that. Hey, how about this, though? Non-carbonated. You didn't mention that. You're not a carbonated guy. You could try this if you wanted to. You look like a 47-year-old mom who's literally been running around (laughs) all day. Well, I have. (laughs) I've literally been taking notes all day. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, well, we have a whole week. If you just knocked about a little earlier and didn't procrastinate so bad. I I had to watch Demon Slayer the other night, okay? Oh, yeah. that's God, we have so much to cover. Give your non-spoiler review for the people about the Demon Slayer movie. Thumbs up. All right. Thanks for that very uh, in-depth review. I liked how you kept it non-spoilery. It yep. seems like you might have towed that line a little bit. Well, maybe not enough, I would say. Uh, your mom. She is out of town. You always she act is. so hard. She's not driving. You always act to, I don't know where you shipped her off to, but what I will say is you always act so hard. I came over to the studio, which of course is uh, branched off of your penthouse. Right. You've had this thing more locked down than I've ever seen before. I didn't even know you guys had so many locks. What are you scared of? Your mommy not here to protect you? I'm scared my mommy will show up uh, unacquainted is what I'm afraid of. And whenever that happens, you never know what happens. Good Lord. Trying to get in here was like, I don't even know a, uh, a comparison. I felt like I was Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Like at one point, I almost retracted from the ceiling to try and get into this place. You're lucky and I didn't withdraw my weapon. Finally, like I said, it is your birthday, so let me just give you your gift real quick. No. In the Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse birthday, well, and their babies. Yeah, they're Mickey. They and are Minnie little babies. Oh my goodness, they've got a. A little lion? Is that a lion right there? Yeah, like That's a little... That's gorgeous. How cute is that? We'll have to show people that later. Let me open this up real quick. There's a lot of that, so maybe don't do that every time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's layers to your... And I like how... 
I specifically put special layers in there, and you just got all the paper out, so now the layers are completely gone. Oh, they're what? Sour Skittles, let's go. My favorite candy. Why are you crinkling everything into the microphone? Sorry, guys. <laughs> you did the joke wanted, the first time. I wanted them to get in on the experience. It's not the same unless you're opening it. Guys, for those who don't know, Sour Skittles are my favorite candy. So this, That was just lovely. No freaking way. <laughs> What do you got? Tell the people. I have got a collector's edition <laughs> vape life novel sitting in front of me right now. This is incredible. <laughs> oh my. I have got to try out so for Okay. For y'all listening. Please, please explain the book to the people. <laughs> so, there's about 475 pages. And each page is... It's a fill-out book, right. so I have to fill it out. Each page is e-juice at the top, okay? I gotta, I gotta write down the mixologist of it, the date, and yep. when purchased. Right. And then I write the, the nicotine amount, uh-huh. the tank, the mod, the e-cig. Right. We've got it all here. And then down below, it's flavor description, so how what I think about it, or I guess what the store thinks about it, and then my notes on it. My two favorite things. Like you said, it's 475 pages long, and it's the easiest book anyone's ever made because they made one paper, and then they just put it in the book 475 <laughs> times. The My best, son, the best uh, part uh, about this cover is the guy with his chin beard getting ready to is, hit this. Is it not the worst cover you've <laughs> ever so seen in your life? Oh, Dude, this is brilliant. Oh, my, the back of it. The back of it is just a hand holding. All it is is the hand. So, like we said, we'll take a picture. We'll put it on Twitter, at Podcast Chronic. Join our Discord. We'll put it in there, too. It just says Vape Life across the front. It's a pin. Doesn't even look like an impressive mod, right? Like it's. Oh, no. It looks like, I mean, it looks like a gas station $5 mod. And just a scraggly little chin beard sucking on that tip of that pin and the back cover is just that guy's grimy hands gripping the pin. Literally, they put in the least amount of work. I'm pretty sure it was under $5, which is why it's yours. I told you I quit vaping. I'm going to have to take up vaping again just to fill out this book. You're going to have to go on a 475-page excursion. Oh, that was brilliant. Wait, there's more in here. But there's more. But there's more. Yeah, you know, you gave me something I always like to try and one-up you, so I just did, I did that. Well, brilliant, brilliant book. No <laughs> fucking way. I was waiting for you to realize. This but... is the greatest, this might be the greatest gift I've ever been given by anyone. I'm not even kidding. Oh my, guys, I have right in front of me about... Falling out of your hands. 50 stickers. Is this stickers? This yeah, is what this is? it's stickers. All of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Just fucking... Bri- Jotaro with Star Platinum right behind him. We've got Giorno with Golden Experience right behind him. Dude, this is fucking... Oh my... Giorno and Dio. Dude, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bro. You don't realize how well these stickers... They're going to be all over my Hydro Oh, yeah. When I take this to work. <laughs> the most oh epic Hydro Flask ever. I've got to take a picture of this later. Yeah. Everyone's got to see this. This mm-hmm. is so good. Every, all fifty of them, individual pictures. It's going on my laptop too. They're going everywhere. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where he's got uh, places to put fifty stickers, but hell, we're getting him fifty stickers. Oh my! You've got a future stand and a future stand user 
on here too. How about that? that? I knew I knew that when I got it. I was like, oh wow, this one's got the stand and the future stand. Yeah, I've definitely got to make this purchase. Wow, dude, thank you so much. This is honestly better than what I gave you, so oh. I really appreciate it. You know, those fifty stickers were mine for sixty-five dollars, so I thought it was worth it. No. 65 okay i thought it'd be a little more than that can't I, a, I think i paid around 70 for years but can't put a price on your friendship all right well do i open these up and just eat them on the pot or what What do i do with these sour skittles um i would suggest not but you know if any point i did kind of shit on you when you gave me my snickers and you told a story at one point that i didn't have much interest in i did yeah. open it up and partake in some but for now you can just crinkle the can of your celsius it's too, um, too full for me to do that. And we'll get into this episode, Curse Womb Must Die, Part 2, Episode 5. Oh shit, we're covering an episode? Yeah, it turns out we are. I almost forgot too. So we get a, we start off. Are you ready? What did you think of this episode? Well, I think Curse Womb Must Die. That's kind That's of the good, basis I got. A good initial thought, yeah. No, this is a really good one. Do you like this one? Very good cliffhanger. Um, it hypes me up, that cliffhanger did. I like this. Uh, I like the action, and then there was a few parts that you know Ronnie's gonna Ronnie. So watch out, everyone. The anime parts are particularly my favorite. So we start off show. with a uh, a quick re- recap from last episode. Oh God! Quick recap. Last episode. We start off with a quick recap from last episode, showing that Itadori is not kicking Sukuna out of his body. He's hacked into mybodymyrules.com. Itadori yep. can't kick him off the server. How about that evil-ass grin he's got? That's, oh. It's a good one. Frightening. Outside, Fushi is still waiting. He feels the innate domain close, which obviously is everyone, you know, has been studying appropriately. You should be able to use this information to conclude mm-hmm. that the special grade curse is now dead. Is now dead. And Fushi, my guy Fushi, just him uh, acknowledging this and just kind of you know, assessing the situation. This is my guy. In the show, this is my guy. He's a pretty good assessor. I can't argue that. I think I'm going to ride or die for this guy for the rest of the show. Okay. He's like my new flock. He's still got to win me over a little bit. He gets me, uh, he gets a bit of hope, knowing that all he has to do is wait for Itadori to return, and then boom, he gets startled as Sukuna somehow has appeared right behind him. What I wrote here is I just... I put, he did the Michael Jackson leaner Ooh, right behind yeah. him. Yeah, because we don't know he's there. And then he kind of just, he's like, peekaboo. Yeah. And you know what my note was? Until further notice, there's a lot of characters like this in the show. I am operating under the assumption that Sukuna can teleport wherever and whenever he needs to. Okay. Instant transmission. So Sukuna, he's feeling himself a bit. He's a little cocky. He says that the boy isn't coming back and he wants to have a little chat with Fushi. He goes on to rip off this custom-made school uniform because he's the type of guy that drives around in his truck on a Tuesday afternoon with his shirt off. Have you seen these guys, Chaz? I Okay, well, in the state that we live in, I, yes, I've seen I've these I've wanted guys. to talk about this so often, but I'm always in my car, and then I forget about it later on. We do live in the South, so this kind of thing is going to happen more. I see so many dudes driving with their window down with their shirt off at, like, Tuesday at 1 p.m., I'm like, where are you guys going? Where are you coming from? Do you have a job? I, yeah, I, I'm the same. I imagine that they like they drive there to their job, and as soon yeah. as they get there, they just put on all their. I, I imagine they have zero clothes on. They have nothing underneath too, like their pants and everything. As soon as they pull up to the site, they're like, "Oh, 
guess I better put my pants and my shirt on. And that's what they do. And a lot of people, I see them wearing seatbelts. They're practicing good uh, safety laws. I just don't understand. No one wants a bare seatbelt on their oh, chest. That's going to be a bad burn like, if you get Like, it feel good. Like, I don't, it's very confusing. But I see it so much. And every time. You know, we're not near a beach or anything. It's uh, just Thursday at 11 a.m. And Randall's driving down the road with his shirt off. And it's always just like a truck that's a little bit too lifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit too... They put in too much money to get it lifted for the truck it is. And it's like a 2005, 160,000 mile Ford F-150. Like Silverado. Yeah, yeah it's Silverado. Not <laughs> it's something. <laughs> Sukuna goes from feeling himself to digging into himself as he removes Itadori's heart with a big old grin on his face. He says he's taking the little brat hostage because he can live without it, but he can't. He tosses the heart to the side and says switching out now will only result in Itadori's death. He holds up a finger, and this is the least aggressive finger-eating we've seen thus far. He enjoys the taste of his own phalange. Yeah, he's a phalange connoisseur, and I mean, have you ever sucked on your finger when you were younger or anything like that? Um, I don't remember my mom saying I was a big uh, finger sucker. Uh, Travis... You know, usually the thumb is the phalange of choice for young children. He apparently did his middle finger and pointer finger. My mom ah. said if he, she turned around in the car and he had those in, he was going to be asleep in no time. He was chowing down on them. Yeah. Big into phalange sucking. I How was always you? my pinky. No. Mm-hmm. No. I would go knuckle deep. And... I would knuckle deep on your pinky? Yeah. All right. I'll... It's in there. Your mom's not here, so I can't confirm, but... Nah, she wouldn't remember anyways. She likes sucking her phalanges. So, it, but he just slides his finger into his mouth the same way I slide into 30th mini corn dog of the evening. Honey battered, <laughs> baby. Yes, he does. Okay, speaking of the heart, though, I know you just talked about the heart a second ago. Do heart? Do you think hearts really, when you rip them out that quickly and throw them on the ground, do they still have that beat? Did you see how the heart beat a couple mm-hmm. times while it was mm-hmm. on the ground? That is... I do not want to ever see a live heart on the ground, but I would love to see if a live heart actually beats on the ground. Well, it's like, isn't it the blood flow that makes it... Uh, who am I? Oh, yeah. Science Ronnie here. Well, I was getting ready to like, state my hypothesis, but there's no need because okay. last episode you had uh, women... Uh, All over me. ...becoming impregnated by inside bosoms, and then I had a bosom as a butt... Turns out I've gone 25 years. Bosom is like the chest of a woman. Who knew? Yeah. And I'm still not buying that. But yeah, I told you that and you were still like, no, that's wrong. And I had to show you like, no. Turns out. Yeah, but where did you see that? A bosom just sounds like a butt. It does sound like a butt. Like, oh. Oh, right in the b-hole. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, Chad's bosom got wrecked last night by that guy named Frank. But that's not, that wouldn't be right. It would be by Aaron. Yeah, that's just not correct. So as the finger juice begins to flow through his body, he says he's free as a bird now and that Fushi should now be afraid because he'll kill him for no particular reason. But (laughs) my boy Fushi, he's not scared. He seems to be remaining pretty calm and we go into the OP. Panda! I watch every single OP 
for Panda Man. That guy rips. You know what I thought? You know how it's like, uh, you know how it shows Itadori on like the subway or the train, whatever. I guess it's a train because he's kind of outside and he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, he, he like wakes up and then he falls asleep again. He's dreaming about the panda. What if this entire show is a dream? I would. I would one hundred percent never do another podcast again if that was the case because I hate shows that do that. That is such horseshit. Just seems like they're setting it up. So no, watch out. what my theory is: he's dreaming about the panda, and he wakes up, and he's like, "That was such a good dream. Might we're, as well dude, go back to sleep." We're never seeing the panda. Shut up. Coming out of that, how's this for a quote? The only thing granted equally to all is an unfair reality. Whoa. Whoa. As we see what appears to be a dead girl with her long, luscious hair splayed majestically around her. Any takes here? Yeah, I think what her was, long... What was your initial thought? My initial thought was... more later. Okay, but. okay. Wow, her long, luscious hair mm-hmm. is majestically splayed around her. Hey, great minds think alike. Fushi says Itadori's coming back because that's the type of guy he is. Sukuna says he's just a little tougher and denser than other humans. and uh, But just a moment ago, the kid was scared out of his mind. And he knows for a fact he doesn't have the guts to kill himself. Fushi isn't bothering to listen to this guy and instead is analyzing his opponent. Mm-hmm. He realizes that Sukuna grew the arm back that Lu- or Yuji lost last episode, which of course means that Sukuna can use reverse curse techniques. Of course. I we mean, all knew this. Obvious. You know, sure, Fushi, go ahead and tell us. But yeah, anytime you see a guy growing an orifice back, they're just practicing some reverse curse reverse techniques. Reverse curse techniques, and it's that's a simple one. Mm-hmm. So, uh... And once you notice that, that's going to let you know what you're up against. Because it's to do a reverse curse technique, you got to be pretty Intent. experienced yeah. in the uh, the curse world. So what does he need to do here? So he thinks that even if Sukuna can live with a heart, it should still weaken him. So you're saying he should try to grow a heart back? Or he wants him to grow a heart back? Fushi does, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, his goal is to make him heal his heart before Itadori returns. And so here's the thing. Tell that man to watch Grave of Fireflies, his heart will show up in an instant. Mm-hmm. And it will yeah. be tear- a tearfully blissful heart. Yeah, you had beating. some tears streaming. That, yeah. Uh, so the joke's on you, Ronnie, for posting that picture because well, it's such a good We'll keep movie. doing this. You know, it's your birthday, so I won't mention how you paid me $40 to leak that photo because you know you'd <laughs> gain sympathy, but... It's so whatever, you know. Happy happy birthday, man. I know, I just paid for my own present. Yeah, no one cares. He starts, you're 25, you know, you're not a kid anymore. He starts to shake because he's nervous. All of this isn't going to be as easy as it sounds. And he thinks back to how he couldn't even move with the special grade in front of him. Yeah, now he's got the, the man, the myth, the legend mm-hmm. standing in yeah, front of him. Yeah, we saw Sukuna against that special grade. Two different playing levels. And meanwhile, Sukuna is chilling with a hole in his chest and his hands in his pocket. He's got that sea hole. This dude is so chill that I'm pretty sure I noticed he transformed Itadori's uniform pants into sweatpants. Did you I notice think, that? I think he did, yeah. And, That's and how the gray chill ones. this guy He's like, oh, these aren't comfortable. I'm just swapping out yeah. some sweatpants. Into them gray ones so uh, he can show that he's packing heat as well. As a guy, right, do you ever feel hotter 
when you're in your room by yourself than like when you've got your shirt off and you're just rocking sweatpants. Oh, dude, that's the best feeling ever. And you've got like a yeah, a, a HC, a half chub. All guys know what I'm talking about. All here. of them. Like it doesn't matter how unconfident you are on yourself when you walk outside of that room, but when you're strolling around and you don't have any underwear on, you got the sweatpants on, no shirt, you're just like, holy shit, I am a sex god right now. Yeah, you're like, glad no chicks in here. She would splooge everywhere. Lose her mind. Fushi brings out his giant bird and rushes into battle. Uh, Sukuna is doing dance dodging all of his tacks. I told you, Michael Jackson earlier. He's bringing out the inner MJ. He's smooth. He's got the moves. Uh, Hands are still in pockets while he's dodging. He's having a good time when he finally grabs Fushi and tells him to put some more curse behind his punches and then gives him a punch of his own. Don't do that. Next, Ash Ketchum is going to send out White Etkins into the field. Just kidding. It's still Fushi. He calls him Orakai. Etkins sucks compared to this guy. Come on. This guy's about to tear up Sukuna. The snake is much larger, but this guy's got so many animals. I got confused for a second what show I was watching. And the snake gets a hold of Sukuna, and the bird sends lightning strikes their way. But and you're like, oh wow, you know, how are we gonna get out of that? Somehow Sukuna just manages to blow up the snake's head. Yeah, he just one of those cursed punch techniques. That's so, what he does. Just sends it straight to him, and it just shatters it. Uh, what'd you call it? Ekins, or- not Ekins. Orakai. Orakai, yeah, yeah. That's the real name of it. Don't ever disrespect him again and call him Atkins. Well, and you know what? This made me sad. I I'm was gonna really disrespect attached him because to this guess guy. what? Rip Snake. Never going to see him again. Don't know why I bothered to Fuck learn his name you. in the first place. This fucked me up. I was really attached oh, to this, this guy. Oh, this fucked you up? I would trade 500 Orakais to get one Snowy back. Rip Snowy. Well, Snowy's dead. So he, is this guy. Sukuna grabs and throws Fushi about 400 yards. And for non-American listeners, that's a large amount of meters. That's four, uh, foot, not football, but four football fields. Mm-hmm. And yeah. by the way, does this, do they use curse techniques to like block these when they get thrown into buildings and stuff and get thrown 400 yards? How do they not just shatter? When they like land, is that yeah. what you're saying? They've got to, right? I guess. I, that's what I still don't understand. I don't understand if these people, even when they're not using cursed energy, are there already some like superhero tendencies? We know that Itadori has them, right? Because he can't right. even really use it. But like Fushi, my, I mean, my main man Fushi, can he do that? Like, but he seems more experienced, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like We've kind of seen him. We'll see it a little bit later. Him kind of have this aura around him. Maybe he can do a little cursed energy stuff to aura! lessen that blow. Aura, aura, aura. And uh, just for everyone to know, we cracked that can open <coughs> 24 minutes ago, and we're still working on it. So okay, why would I be finished with it? This is a large can. 24 minutes? That's got to be what? 16 ounces? Not even. It's less wide. 14 to 12 ounces. Easy. It's 12 fluid ounces. Okay, getting mad. So while in the air, Sukun is basically flying around, roughing him up some more. And finally, Fushi's owl bird, I think you called this thing Noe. Noe. Grabs him to stop his nonstop falling as Fushi reflects on how Sukuna's power is even more than just his jiu-jitsu. So we, kind of what we were yeah. talking about. He's, He's not got just all. using jiu-jitsu. He's using dance moves. We saw that earlier. The He's power of dance. The power of dance, the power of jiu-jitsu, and the power of sorcery. 
he's got it all. His uh, his strength and agility are just on different scales, just by themselves. Thank you. This goofy bird is not nearly fast enough, so Sukuna spikes Fushi down into an apartment complex, and he's pretty defeated, not sure what to do. <clears throat> Did he kill innocent people? Yeah, I, I would have to guess so. Yeah. As if I needed a reminder, he thinks about how he already used up one of his dockies to escape the innate domain. Um, don't like how he said it. This is why I'm not on Fushi's train yet. Oh, Lord, let's hear it. Oh, you didn't notice anything wrong? That was a direct quote. He said, I already used up one of my shigamis, or however he says it. I call them doggies. Shinigami. No, it's not that. That's different. Shikigami or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, a doggy. That's what it was. Used up? Yeah, he used it up. Used it up to its potential, and you know what? It failed him. Used up? What do you want him to say? Good God. That's like me and you going into a battle. Yep. I send you out first. You immediately get splacked in mm-hmm. the head. You used and I go, me up. And I go, oh, damn, I already used up Chad. I got to find someone else here who's going to... Yeah, especially if it's a doggo. I mean, yeah, dogs are cool, but when you send them to battle and they get cemented and torn to shreds you gotta just accept it you're a cold-hearted son of a bitch with such a small mouth that it takes 20 sips to finish 12 ounces drink well, you know what they say about small mouths for dudes so and then we get his official name for the brave dog that gave his life protecting this asshole he thought <laughs> long and hard about the name we named it snowy because we love this thing mm-hmm. oh guess what he called it what Dog number one. Demon dog white. He said, I already used up demon dog white. See, this is where this is where you you went way too hard and way too early in on it. It's a demon dog. You're gonna be that excited over a demon dog? It's a cool name. Like, you know, they're here to help. Demon dog white. It's also a demon. If it was an No, angel it's a dog do- it's a dog that hunts out demons. It's not a demon itself. Uh, that's what and he even, called it. And even if it is a demon, look at the good boy and tell me it's a demon. I, miss, I do miss Snowy. Fuck this guy. But we still have Panda. Is it, well, Noe isn't doing so great either, and so Fushi ends up setting it free, which basically composes of him just touching it and it... Disappearing? Yeah, disappearing. Sukuna realizes that his Shikigami are created from shadows. Fushi says it doesn't matter if he knows this at that point. When Sukuna questions why he ran away when faced with the special grade curse, he says that it was a waste of power. But yet... Aw, that's kind of... It's kind of sucks for my boy Fushi. He's just a first year. Like, it's not his fault. I don't think this sucks. I think, uh... I think he's saying, like, just in his little battle here, Sukuna can tell that this kid's got a lot of power. Yeah, and he's he like wasted saying, it by running it away. Yeah, and he's saying, what a waste of talent. I'm about to kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's a shitty, a shitty shit. Because he keeps going and says, your power still isn't strong enough to fix this whole heart situation. And goes on to say that Fushi's wasting his life on stupid shit and that brat isn't worth all this anyway. Well, he's kind of got a point. Is that guy, is Itadori really worth all of this trouble? Um, well... 
we can see how big of an issue Sukuna already is and that uh, Itadori guy was going to be the way to get rid of Sukuna. So, yeah. Why don't they just get Gojo to eat a phalange? Because we don't... Oh, my God. Huh? We're done, right? It's done. All right. Fushi takes a moment. Okay. And now we're just going to have a little Skittle moment. Just wait up, guys. It's being so disrespectful today. It's 25, not oh, a big this deal. This is my podcast, and it's my birthday. Well, it's so. not really a big deal at all, so we can just calm down. No one cares. It's my golden ear. Okay. We're good. Well, no, we're not. Fushi takes a moment and thinks about the epic quote we heard earlier. The only thing granted equally to all is an unfair reality. We then see the majestic flashback of the girl we saw dead earlier. And she says, if she has time to curse someone, she would rather use that time to think about the ones that mean the most to her. And we cut to the same shot of her lying presumably dead. What do you think happened there? So, let's get Fushi's thoughts. He says, or he thinks, that there was no denying how good of a person she was and that she deserved happiness more than anyone else. But Sumiki was still cursed. And what does he mean by still cursed? You think she was actually... Was still cursed. Do you think she was actually cursed by like a curse? Or just cursed as in her living situation? I'm, well, I think that he's saying that she had the same power as him, like had the ability to wield cursed energy, but she didn't buy into it or something like that, and instead of going down that road, it just led her to a short life. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking right okay. now, but this seems like some sort of sister, childhood friend of his, something along those lines. Yep. He goes on, the father who named me... Megumi, with no regard for my gender, is still off living somewhere else. So what does he mean by that? His father never met him and just named him that name? Is that like supposed to be more of a girl name? Yeah, I guess that's what... Seems like he doesn't even know his father, but maybe still knows that he's alive. He says, karma isn't fully automatic. Evil people can only be judged under the law. Jiu-Jitsu sorcerers are just another cog in the retribution... I want more good people to enjoy fairness, even if it's only a few, so I save people unequally. And that is Chaz's QOD, baby, that quote of the day. Yeah, quote of the week. Go ahead and, well, what exactly was it? I like the last, I mean, the whole thing was good, but the last part where he says save people unequally is my favorite line of it all. My boy Fushi, like I said, he really came around this episode. I'm ride or die for him. Yeah, this is all, I like how they. They gave us just a little taste of his backstory. We don't really have all the information we need to connect it, but we can presume that, you know, this. I'm going to say this was maybe his sister, the dad. Yeah, probably a good take. Um, perhaps the dad was a jiu-jitsu sorcerer also and was so busy that he, like, left them to do his own thing, didn't care to raise his kids, but they've got... You know, they have the same sort of special power he did. That'd be sick if we saw later on that his dad's still alive and he's an evil sorcerer and he's got to fight him. Well, it's interesting to see how uh, how things are. We're just going to eat these Skittles all podcast, just huh? Just one more. <laughs> what color? Red, my favorite. Reds are the good colors, yeah. Red and green. 
are my favorites. Red and green are your favorite. Uh, I don't even know what I was saying. You're talking about uh, parents. Moving on. <laughs> I was driving a train. I was a conductor of a train, and you took one skittle, just and threw one. it through the window, and I wrecked the entire train. <laughs> just went the whole thing went off the track. One red skittle. Yep. Guys, please leave a comment on this video with your favorite colored skittle. Uh, well, it's not really a video until you actually post it, which is usually usually means three days late under the wrong title of the episode. You want to talk and about what you did? I edited it before anyone saw it, so it was out for two days. <laughs> yeah, my point. We had like five years. <laughs> no, no one likes this on YouTube. It's because no one listens on YouTube. Yeah. Um, except for cold nuggets. So Fushi stand. Oh my god. It was already gone. <laughs> I had to get the last drop. Let's do the show. Come on. We, hey, I guys, need, let's here's, do the show. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to come down off cloud nine because I can't stress this enough. It's your damn 25th birthday. Your mom's not even here. You're lucky I'm here. You're lucky that you're not in your room beaten off all by yourself to whatever weird shit you get off to. Oh, my God. All by yourself. No one cares. No one cares. Weird all shit. Right? I don't get off to weird shit. <laughs> Weird shit. <laughs> Weird shit. Fushi stands up to Sukuna, who smiles and is definitely a bit turned on at this moment. I noticed that. Dude, that's that? in my notes. The exact same thing. He's a bit turned on. Sukuna pedophile? Well, my boy Fushi does act like he's above the age of 18, so. But, well, dude, hey. I don't, think oh, that, you know what I don't think that holds up in court, so be careful. Yeah, you're right. That was a pretty dumb comment. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that matters. Cursed up or cursed energy builds up around Fushi as he says, "Sacred treasure, swing and ring, ring eight grip." What? Oh, you know that's a little classic uh, Fush move. Uh, well, okay, I kind of acted like this took me by surprise. Obviously, I know what he's talking about. For people who are less in the know, personally. I would have used a five grip, but this is Fushi's battle. I'll let him handle it how he wants. The cursed energy vanishes. He starts talking openly to Itadori. He says for the first time, or he says the first time, I didn't have a logical reason for saving you. I just couldn't let a good person like you die. He's talking about episode one mm -hmm. when Itadori got grabbed by that monster and you know Fushi went and saved him. He says it was for selfish emotional reasons. But that's okay. I'm not a hero. I'm a jiu-jitsu sorcerer, so I've never once regretted saving you. Yes, you are, my guy. God, I love Fushi. There's some great lines in this episode. He's, he's a G. The writing a G. is very well done. There's some poetic stuff that they're spewing. I don't like how he treats well, his Well, let's not say that. And you said it was one more Skittle, but now we're going for another one. And I don't know if you remember the last time you had a Skittle. Knocked the entire podcast sideways. Hey, well, you need to stop saying they. Fushi, my guy Fushi, is spitting out facts right now. Well, there's writers. I'm giving them credit because... Uh, no, Fushi. Fushi's just, as your roommate would love to point out, he's just a drawing. Well, don't be like Kyle. No one wants to be like a Kyle. No one wants to. That guy's such a dumbass. Speaking of dumbasses, he went and watched Demon Slayer with me. This guy that's like, oh, they're only drawings. He was almost crying at the end. Yeah, opening night. He's like, oh, yeah, we got to go see the Demon yeah. Slayer movie. Get, fuck you, Kyle. He was almost crying at the end. No spoilers. God. But, yeah. Yeah, Kyle's just stupid. 
So some part of these majestic words allowed Itadori to regain control of his body as he smiles and says, You're really smart, Fushi. I think so, okay, he- hold on, hold on. That's how you took it? I thought that he realized that Itadori was in the middle of switching back. That's why he started talking. Mm, really? I think we definitely have two different takes on that. I know, I know that the tattoos vanished after he said it, but I feel like he almost may have seen that he was switching back and realized it, hmm. and that's why he started talking. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Itadori heard something that heard allowed him, him and to... And switched yeah. it. Okay, gave I like him the that. power. Love. Love is the only power that Sukuna cannot handle, and so it gave... Itadori a moment to re- mm-hmm. regain control. How beautiful. That's Ronnie's. That's the way Ronnie's mind works. Loves the Love. answer. Can't wait to get some. If you do. Itadori says, I think your conviction's a proper one, but I don't think mine is wrong either. He starts to bleed out and does what everyone should do when they are dying, which is apologize. I'm so sorry for this inconvenience. You know, I'm just getting ready to drop dead here. <laughs> sorry I'm about to fall and die, buddy. As he falls, he whispers, live a long life, while Fushi visibly tries to fight off some tears. That's, you know, hey, is this the series finale or episode five? I know, dude. I thought this was the ending. I this thought this was how the show was going to end. So dramatic, so beautiful. Wow. When I predicted the end of the show after episode one, this is what I predicted. We reach the calling card, which is Jujutsu Kaisen. Interesting, and we're out of the calling card. We are back in a city where we see a whole circus of new characters. One-eyed volcano headman asks if there was a reason to use a precious finger to test Sukuna's strength. <laughs> this is uh, that's exactly what I named this guy. <laughs> For anyone who's watched this entire show and knows the name of these characters, I'll just say I was paying attention. They didn't reveal them in this episode, so therefore. Yeah. We've got one-eyed volcano headman. We have another person with a fancy hairdo and earrings that says there was much point to it with a half-baked test case. But we did learn a few things. So, so okay, I, I will say that a little bit later on. I'm just going to go ahead and call mm-hmm. it out. I ended up calling this guy Brocano. I love it because I didn't have a name for him, so Brocano it is. Do you Brocano. Wanna, what was your thought process there? Do you have one or just? I was like, wow, this guy's really walking around like a bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a he's got a big cano on his head, a volcano. Oh, you're not okay. Brocano. Yeah. You're, you're talking about the volcano guy. Yeah, I couldn't think of a name for him, so I said Brocano. Did you have a name for the uh, long-haired gentleman, the only human that has like uh, stitches or yes. something across the? What's um, his name? Master. He's master. We've got Brocano, we've got Squid Face Man, and then we've got, um, did you see the other guy walking? Yeah, oh, I saw him. That guy, I could not come the, up with a name well, for Well, yeah, because that guy, that guy, there, he's a scary looking guy with tree limbs growing out of his eyes. He mumbles something, but I don't speak the language, and neither did the subtitles I was reading, so that guy's <laughs> thoughts shall remain a mystery for the time being. Stay tuned. That guy speaks Chaz's mom's language. The good news is this gang isn't a bunch of hooligans. They wait for the proper signal to flash, allowing them to cross the street. That's good. Not jaywalkers. Mm-hmm. Brocano. They look like some tough characters. Uh, whatever the deal is with them, it doesn't seem to be out of the norm. No one seems to be like shocked that these guys are waltzing through the streets at this time. Um, they end up getting excellent service at a restaurant they go into. So having a 
red octopusy squid looking man thing dressed up as a ghost via a bed sheet is not a deal breaker when getting a table at an eating establishment such as this. And what did you call you call that guy squid guy? Uh squid face man. Squid face man. Yeah. I don't think that's what you called him the first time. Yeah, Brocano, Squid Face Man, and Master. We got Master, Brocano, Squid Face Man, and then last guy that speaks my mom's language. I could not think of a name for him. The guy's name is like uh, I don't know. Nose for act two. It's got to be something tree based. I was going with something like uh, that played off Groot. Branch. from Gar- Oh, wow. Branch. Creative. That's what you come to the Podcast Chronicles for. Creativity like that. We're calling him Branch until further notice. We go into a morgue, and we got Dumbass of the Year, assistant to the manager, explaining to yeah. Gojo that he told them if it was a special grade that fighting was absolutely not an option. Idiot. Gojo says it was intentional. There was a special grade. Sending first years to save five people who may or not may not be alive is completely out of the question. Besides, with Yuji Gojo, or besides with Yuji, Gojo was the one who got his execution suspended. Yep. There were some higher ups who didn't approve of this and took advantage of Gojo's absence and the special grade to wow. tactfully dispose of him. So this is a hitman job, is what they're thinking. So this this whole thing of dialogue was very interesting because we kind of talked about it back in episode three and you seem to think that it was Sukuna's finger that made this thing a special grade. But he's almost making it seem like there were some other people higher up that didn't like uh, Yuji walking around that they they made him a special grade. Like they gave that finger to make it a special grade or what? I don't know. I, I liked your theory that the finger made him a special grade. Yeah, but don't you didn't you get that from what Gojo was saying that this thing wasn't that powerful, which is why they were initially tasked to go do this mission, but yet somewhere somehow someone had made this thing a special grade. That's kind of what I got was that this thing wasn't that powerful, and they gave the finger to this curse to make him stronger. I could be way off, but. Yeah, he goes on to say that if the other two had died, it would have been more of a harassment, which can't argue with that logic. <laughs> Usually the more people that die, the bigger of a harassment seems to come from it. Gojo's a very interesting lad. He is. He says <laughs> kind of like a, will you chill out? Hmm? No one cares. About oh, what? you're 25. No one cares. You're more than like a quarter of your life is done, all right. And I'm not saying anything until you're done eating the skittle. I did because when I huh? had this, when I did the Snickers, I did the joke where I was saying something with something in my mouth twice. Yeah, you've gone to it for about five times. Oh, al- I like skittles. Along with like eight crackle cans, nine paper. I don't know why. You know, you don't listen back to the episodes, so you don't understand this how is, how funny this the is ASMR. Uh, how not funny the noise in the microphone is. You don't understand. This is ASMR. Listen to me chew my Skittles. Are you ready? 
Are you ready? I've been, dude. You can't put a box of Skittles. Well, it's not a box of Skittles. You can't pull a bag of Skittles in front of me and not expect me to just accidentally eat them while we're doing this podcast. Well, hey, yeah, I can because Ronnie loves his way around plates and food, and somehow I managed to only eat two Snickers <laughs> during our hey, podcast. There's a you know how hard there's that a was? difference in three Skittles and two Snickers. Come on, definitely more than three Skittles. Don't kid yourself. Okay, four or five. I think it's more than five. All right, once again. Where am I at? Uh, Assistant to the manager says no one expected it to become a special grade. And Gojo says searching for someone to blame is just pain. Which will another great quote. Yeah. I, I Gojo is I can't tell if he's good or bad. I mean I think he's good, but he's got some bad tendencies in him. You had the early take that he you thought he might be a uh a closeted bad guy. Where are you at on that? Yeah. I'm ready for him to come out of the closet. Tell you, us if he's you, good or bad. Do you even remember that? I do, yeah. I just don't even know if you're here half the time. It's like What the hell, dude? Yeah. A guy eats two Skittles and you get all mad. More than two. Out of nowhere, a sexy looking mortician shows up. And until further notice, I am operating under the assumption that this woman can teleport wherever and whenever she needs to. And yeah. if she wants to teleport onto this dick... Whoa. Never mind. Never, never mind. I got a little carried away. Are you but... really going to say something like that on this pod, Ronnie? <laughs> never That's... mind. What did you think of her? Nothing like that. I thought she was a sweet lady. Um, you know, she dresses appropriately for the job. Probably the... not young enough for you. Is that what you're saying? Huh? Not young enough for you? Did I say anything like that, Ronnie? Well, you just don't seem all that... I just think she does great for the job. She's touching dead people. Yeah, I mean, why would I be attracted to somebody that fills up dead people? You know what a mortician is? A dead... A a feeler-upper of dead people? That's a rapist, pretty much. That's what a mortician is. They, They jungle up all these dead people and just ooze around their body? That's disgusting knows their way around the human body that's helpful oh let me let me let me cut up this dead person and extract the blood sweet in the streets freaking the sheets (laughs) i like that but isn't that kind of weird morticians they just extract fluids from dead people and who knows what they do man they could they could be doing whatever they want we don't know it's a hard job you know and guess what if they're dead people let them do whatever as long as they're not like eating them let them you let them do whatever to dead yeah you're you're a disgusting man. Why not? Get weird. They could be putting fluids in lower regions. That, I mean, you don't even know what they could be doing. She's playing with her hair and says to Gojo that it seems like he has already taken a liking to Itadori. She says something about assistant to the manager, and I didn't get the quote because I was looking at her body. She does have a nice body. Oh, yeah. there it is. I'm on. And while I'm pretty infatuated with her, I'm not nearly as bad as this loser who is moaning to himself, keep going, keep going, as he used curse energy to jack off using only the zipper of his pants. (laughs) This AM guy, this assistant manager guy sucks. I do not. You know what? People were talking about how you went after this guy a lot. Yeah. I'm with you now. I fucking hate this This guy. This guy sucks. Yeah. This guy is all over a mortician. She removes the sheet covering Itadori and asks, so I can take him apart as I please. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what did I say about morticians, dude? Don't ever but dude, trust that, them. But, dude, that's the kind of shit that usually gets you going. 
I had in my notes, are you okay over there, Chad? Because I thought this would like really get you excited. If, if I was alive and a lady said that, yes. When I'm dead, no, I do not like that. Take me apart, split me open. If just you're alive. stab me if I'm alive. If I'm dead, I want no part of this. <laughs> All right. Gojo says, make sure to get good use out of them. It's <laughs> getting creepy, man. And she says, oh, oh, I will. Who do you think I am? God damn, this is the creepiest and also sexiest room I've ever seen on TV. I told this lady to be careful. I know he's dead. Age doesn't matter now. He is 17. She has got to be careful. If I was alive on that table, though, my God, I would have a raging boner. I thought I thought her and Gojo were getting ready to have sex on the corpse of Itadori. And could you imagine if he's just playing sleep? He's like acting like he's dead, but he's asleep, and they're just doing it right on top of An him. An assistant to the manager is going to stay in the room and continue uh, hurting slash pleasuring himself with only mm-hmm. a zipper. The most painful. I would, uh, I would definitely watch Gojo and this lady go at it. But okay, everyone, calm down. Everyone, calm down. Yeah, guys, chill out. We cut to the outside. We cut to outside where Fushi and Nobara are having a chat on some stairs. She asks if this is his first time having a partner die. He says, first one my age. And they both seem to be taking it well considering, mm-hmm. you know. We get a little bit of a timeline update. She says that she only knew Itadori for about two weeks. Yep. And she's not simple enough to break down crying when a guy she barely knows dies. Respect. And then she starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> This is no. what I like about that lady. She's the type mm-hmm. that would beat me, and I would love it, but she also gets a little teary-eyed and stuff you know, like this happens. Normalize crying. Sometimes you have to yeah. cry. We both love to cry. Love it. Sometimes you got to let them, you know, let those tears leak out. It's, it's healthy. It's healthy. It is healthy, but just don't post it on a Discord for everyone to see. Well, then you're... don't pay me $50 telling me to post it on the... Don't... Oh, how did I get that picture? Oh, sit... You saved it, all right. Exported it from Snapchat, send it to me via text. Then said, "Check your Venmo." I go to my Venmo. I say, "It's this is fifty. Balls. It says fifty dollars. It says wait for further instruction." It was actually it was fifty dollars worth of Doge. I kind of want that back since it's gone up. Two weeks go by. I'm at home. You send me something that says, "Now's the time." I say, "What are you talking about?" You say, "Release that picture into the Discord." And then I did, and wow, you just got so much love for it. I didn't get that much love, dude. It's kind of embarrassing. No one was like, oh, that's embarrassing. Everyone was like, oh my god, he's so in touch with his feelings. It's He's got such a sweetheart. So they try to change the subject and discuss getting some summer uniforms because it's too fucking hot. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. They're still wearing these ridiculous outfits. I mean, like, it's so hot that I'm interested to see what the attractive mortician comes back with. I'm not completely sold that Itadori died from a lack of heart. It very well might have been from a heat stroke. <laughs> That's just how... You know what I mean? These clothes yeah. are too much. His C-hole was wide open, though. So a new character walks up, flaunting some attitude towards Fushi. She wears glasses. Unfortunately, she also seems to be missing the top of her frames. Let's complete the yeah, it's... glasses. You know, I see God. that. I only think of assistant to the manager, and we know how I feel about him. She's on par with him. She has some bluish green hair and her name appears to be Zenin. But then she yells But then she yells to not call her by her last name, so scratch that. As we hear from behind someone yell whispering Maki 
Maki. Turns out it's Chad's panda. Panda! Panda! Anything else? No, I was just—I was so ready to just yell "panda" like we've that. We've been—we've been building up for five episodes, oh. and all you have to say is "panda." <laughs> what else am I supposed to say? It's a panda. Wow. Panda. It's great content. The panda f- starts to fill in Zinnin about the two on the stairs and why uh-huh. they're so glum. Yeah. He's doing this though in a whisper. But he has to whisper so loud because they're pretty far away. There is no way that Fushi and Nobara don't hear this yeah, entire no, conversation. But, but the panda's a nice guy, isn't he? Let's wait to meet him a little bit. All right, I've got something for your panda. She's pretty embarrassed about the fact that you know she's acting so rough and tough when their teammate just died, and says she was just initially. It seems like she was initially just trying to bust some chops. You know, she she feels bad, so I'm giving her a pass yeah. on this one. Nobara asks who these people are, and Fushi says they are our they are our second year upperclassmen. Panda. Zinin is the best of all the students at wielding cursed tools. So, so slaughter demon, whew. you need it done. Give it to Would this chick. Would have loved to see what she could do with old slaughter demon in her hands. Give this to old HC. I call her a half cunt because we don't know yet if she's on the full spectrum or not. Uh, there's another young individual who uh, the only note I had was that I'm definitely taller than this person. Their name well, is Inumaki. Inumaki, I like that. They are the cursed speech user. Fushi says he can only speak in curse words. In ingredients of rice balls. What? <laughs> That's the most bullshit thing I've ever yeah. heard. This guy has the whole world fooled, I think. He can talk whenever he wants. In rice balls. Like, I'm going to start doing this. You're going to have to start introducing me to people by saying, Oh, this is my friend Ronnie. He can only speak in grilled cheese ingredients. (laughs) They're like, I just saw him house four grilled cheeses. Is that why? White bread. (laughs) Cheddar. (laughs) Butter. George Foreman grill. Sometimes bacon. They can be fancy grilled cheeses. Oh, that is a fancy one. So I can have like more ingredients. Or like the three cheese melt Mm -hmm. grilled cheeses. Yeah. Swiss. What's your favorite cheeses on a grilled cheese? What's a great cheese to go into a? uh, Well, the the key is a meshing of cheeses. You know, I know my way around the kitchen. So you want something with a sharp flavor, but you also want something very melty. So sharp cheddar. You know, cheddar would be good, and then you can have something that melts real nice, Jack, mm-hmm. or a uh, even some American cheese, just something that gives you that good gloopy, and yeah, so that's, you know, that's the way. That's what I'm all it. about over here. Butter in the I'm pan. a country boy, got me American cheese. Not a country boy. Born so, and raised. We move on to the panda character. And, oh panda! God. We're finally at this guy, dude. I'm so fucking hyped for this. Let's fucking go. Let's hear it, Ronnie. Let's go. Well, I don't Talk know. to us, baby. I don't know how we're going to say this name on a regular basis. It's pretty complex. His name is Panda. Panda, I fucking knew it. <laughs> you tried me. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. He was Panda all along, and you tried to tell me that this guy sucks. He was just in a dream. He's just in the intro. No. This guy is a key player in this show. I am fucking here for it. It would have been so much funnier if the panda never showed up, but here he is. 
Well, I don't care about it being funny. I care about my guy showing well, up to you the know, crib. You Fushi, know, Fushi had a little description of every other person that he introduced. He doesn't even give any further description because other than being a panda, he's just not that interesting. He, no, that is, no. Because you know why? Pandas been, are already so interesting. You've been simping this guy for five, oh, and that's what I said. Other than being a panda, not that interesting. You've been simping for this guy for five episodes and, you know, there's nothing. That's like saying this. Other than being the coolest character in the show, he's just not that interesting. He's already the coolest. He can't be it any more interesting. There's just no way. The panda is not a cool enough animal to just automatically yeah, be is. the coolest in the show. If you can eat bamboo, you're a fucking dope animal. Well, I haven't seen him eat bamboo yet. So well, when he, he eats can bamboo, do it. You know we'll why see. he can? He's a panda. That's why he can. He goes to high school. I don't think bamboo's on the lunch menu often. But we'll see. Fushi says there is one more. Oh, boy. Uh, Okatsu. Okatsu? Okatsu. Who's the only one Fushi can openly respect. Not even Fushi. Your other guy. How about this? No. Openly. Your web's getting tangled up, buddy. See, here's the thing. Oh, you love Fushi so much, he doesn't even openly respect the panda. You, You gotta close respect the panda. Because there's cockwads like you out in the world that God. there's cockwads in you out in the world that will shit on people for respecting a panda so Fushi is going to quietly you respect him. went down him. a one way street there buddy dead end. Fuck dude. Okatsu he's overseas right now. Nobara has a he's fantastic a point which is you're not adding more about the panda named panda. No Nobara because he's not that interesting. Because he's already so interesting and you know what panda is going to us us here in a second. Fuck you, Chad. We get one of the weirder quick transition of scenes, which appears to be, and I'm not kidding, two insects having sexual intercourse on the side of a tree. This is very quick. You probably didn't notice it because you weren't immersed like I was. They were having insecticourse. Oh, I like that. You know, you might not have seen it, but you, you got yourself into the conversation I with that nice, that nice touch. Panda apologizes for having this weird introduction session while they are mourning their fallen comrade. Aw, he's a sweet guy. But he's not really that sorry, because they keep talking and say, we'd like you to participate in the Kyoto Sister School Exchange event. So, no, he's not sorry. He's going to train him up. He's sorry. He's like, you know what? Y'all need to get stronger so we can defeat these foes in the future. So he's basically like, uh... Us, us. Oh, hey, Chad, I know your uh, your grandmother passed away, but... Yep. I do want to say that, that that paper, it's still due next week. So if you could get that. No, that's not. No, no, no. Because a paper is not going to change the world. Them training and getting better and defeating yeah, we'll, Sukuna. We'll, we'll touch on this event in he- here in a second. Nobara, who's really coming around this episode, me and her on the same wavelength because she says, what is that? And Fushi says that this event is a get-together with the other tech school in Kyoto. Although he questions the fact that it's usually only for second and third years. And Zenin says that those stupid third years are suspended right now. So the first years need to participate. Yep. What's up with those third years? Those third years are evil. Nobara some more brownie points with the Ronster because she assumes that they play Smash Brothers at this event. So she says she won't lose if it's the Wii version. Yep. She's like, Yo, give me Yoshi right now. I was like, oh, wow, she has a Wii. I wonder if she would be familiar with you, since you, at one time, the fourth best Guitar Hero player on the Wii. Out of ten people. 
because it was the Wii and no one was playing Guitar Hero on the Wii. I would still you. shit on anybody listening to this. Well, how about you get your cousin to give you your I Wii will. back? And as soon as I do, I'll shit on anybody. It's been taking, Come at me. You know what? It's been taking too long. You know the amount of time it's taken? Too long. Okay. Get it. Panda says the event has the principles of the Tokyo and Kyoto schools. Each propose a form of competition to be held for an entire day over the course of two days. <laughs> what? Hey, Panda. <laughs> Just Panda! say 24 hours. I, How about but that? I get it, though. Making it saying. unnecessarily confusing. Uh, each form of competition to be held for an entire day over the course of two days. Say 24 hours. <laughs> As if all this wasn't confusing enough, the panda goes on to say, us, us. That's just how it is on paper, though. Every year, the first day is team battles, and the second day is individual battles. Yeah, he's explaining the. he's properly explaining the assessments of the situation. Well, panda, if they don't do it by the rule book. How about you start off by telling me how they actually do it? No, he is. I, this guy's thorough. You know what I like about the panda? He's thorough. He's he's a thorough burrow. That's what I call him. He's thick and quick with his reasoning and wording. Will, you, a, will you stop stretching? He's annoying. I got to stretch out because this guy's really just, he's causing me a lot of stress points. Um, I just got to stretch out on this one. Stretch out that brain of yours. Maybe you'll understand it. This guy's the dick who's been working at the same job for five years, and everyone knows how they do certain things, but when he trains the new guy, he's like, well, um, you do it this way. And it's like the textbook way. The corporate way. Actually, he, he's the kind of guy who's like teaches you to wash your hands, and he goes, well, you do it for two minutes, and you turn the water, and then you do this, and then you do that. Hey, just wash your hands. How about that? Yeah. That's what I say. Two minutes. Does anybody actually wash their hand for two minutes? Like, make sure it's 84 and a half degrees Fahrenheit. Um, this temperature Celsius. Dig into the crevices. Oh, Rice Ball Boy says oos, oos. salmon. That's his take. He can only speak in rice ingredients. Clearly going to just love this guy. He's the new, he's your new Sasha. Oh, Panda makes me also very mad because there's some uh, there's some questioning, and Zenin says it's a jujitsu battle where anything but killing goes. Yep. Why does and that make Pan- me mad? Oh, I'll tell you why it makes me mad. Because Panda says we're gonna train you up so you won't get killed. <laughs> yeah. Literally back to back, they do that. Zenin says. Anything goes except for killing, and then he says, "I'm gonna train you up so you won't get killed." Well, okay. Here's the, here's your problem, your reasoning here. Why do you think the third years are suspended? Because I, they killed. I they got suspended. Hate this I, school. Oh my god! I thought you were about to say panda. I was about to You're scissor kick. We're you seriously having right this conversation. Two weeks in. Two weeks. Itadori quote unquote died. More on that whole mess a little bit later. Because they didn't train him like the proper way, so he died, and oh, well, forced them forced them to go fight a special grade curse. But now, now, was, but now, they did not force him; they tricked him. But now, okay. we're going to have some friendly competition between schools where the rules specifically state no killing is allowed, and yet Panda is going to have to train them up so they won't get killed. 
Well, too fucking late. One of us is already dead, Panda. You're telling us about the rules of this new game that we're going to play? I've got a guy in the mortician being taken apart by a very attractive woman in Gojo who are having sex on his body. And you're going to teach me how to not be killed for the Olympic Games next week? There are bigger fish to fry. No panda bear, pun intended. There are bigger fish to fry, like Gojo, who sent Itadori to this special grade for this mission because he wanted them to go off. You should be mad at him. Don't be mad at this panda. What what the hell has this panda done to you or to Itadori? Nobara killing it this episode. Once again, it says... Isn't the world short of jiu-jitsu sorcerers as it is? Do we really have time to go have exhibition matches with our rival school? Who, by the way, are our rivals because apparently there are only two schools? It's like a forced rivalry. <laughs> Panda basically says, yes. And then yep. steers into some explanation about how summer is the most busy season for curses. And oh my god does so in such an anime way that we see four of the same exact woman being inappropriately ejectified, wearing... Well, no, if it's the same exact woman... But there's four of them. Well, I'm I'm always good with my plural enunciation. Well, obviously not, because you corrected me at a weird time when it wasn't correct. We see the same exact woman turn into four women. See how that works? Try again. You said same exact woman... Woman's, woman's, or is it if when it's mm-hmm. a clone of yourself and it's multiple? Do you say woman's because it's yourself, but it's more? She was one woman. Yes, yeah, she was. They cloned her four time into four times, changed their hair, and yep. now it's four women. Okay, so it's four women. They're all wearing different color bikinis, inappropriately objectifying these poor women. They hold up signs explaining why summer brings so many curses. Zenon says, we are usually busy all year, but for some reason she seems to think that this will all be slowing down soon. Yep. She says something along the lines of, I'm sure they will be joining because after all, they just had a partner die on them. Talking about Fushi and Nobara. What? Fushi and Nobara agree to do what it takes to get stronger, but Did Nobara says... Did you get to says, the us, us yet? What is your note on the Usos, probably? Us, us, the panda, and he does the us, us. Awesome. Fushi and Nobara. <laughs> Great note. Good work by you. Fushi and Nobara. You did the us, us. Fushi and Nobara <laughs> agree to do what it takes to get stronger. But Nobara says, if I decide this training and event is pointless, I'm quitting instantly. And Fushi says, same goes for me. Rice Ball Boy says, Bonito Flakes, and we cut away from that ridiculous scene. What a terrible scene. (laughs) That guy is so bad. Why is he in this show? (laughs) Not as bad. Everything he said made more sense than your panda boy. No, don't talk crap about him. He did the ooze ooze. So we cut back to these strange characters from earlier. The human says, or the master as you called him. So you're saying your boss wants to reverse the current positions of humans and curses? One second, for some reason, after uh, spending 25 minutes drinking 12 ounces, Chad decided to just uh, chug 14 ounces of water and did that again, and I hate it. You were saying? 
This is the worst podcast ever, and it's all your fault. Congratulations, birthday boy. Thank you. It's you've, 25. You've lost us 30. Golden year. You've lost us 30 subscribers. Happy birthday. They call it my golden year. Were you talking about... Don't know where I'm at. Brocano, Don't know where I'm at because you, you, chugged, you chugged the water so loud. Don't swallow that loudly. It's not that hard. I'm a swallower. The master says, so you're saying your boss wants to reverse the current positions of humans and curses. Uh, Brocano says, roughly, humans are made up of lies. For every action and emotion, there is a flip side. Mm-hmm. The negative emotions like hatred and hostility are truths. Is this after credits? Nope. And since we curses are born... Why, did you just not have this part in your notes? <laughs> is that no. what's going on? No, I keep forgetting the show has after credits, and I haven't watched a single one after credit. And since we curses are born from these emotions, that makes us true, pure beings. Imitations should be eliminated. The human with gauge earrings says, Yet for now, you're the ones being eliminated. Yep. Brocano asked what they can do to defeat jiu-jitsu sorcerers. And the master says, if you fulfill two conditions before going to war, you can win. The first involves the man known as the strongest jiu-jitsu sorcerer, also known as Gojo. They have to render him incapable of fighting. The second is to get Ryomen Sukuna and Itadori Yuji on your side. Brocano is confused because be he lit. thought, well, yeah, it's pretty wild. Basically, this master sucks, though. He's basically just saying, oh, to win the war, you basically just have to win the war. Yeah. Like, you, if this stuff happens, you won the war. So, like, that's the hard part. You, mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's basically like... It's like saying <laughs> in basketball in the championship, you've got to score more points than the other Thank team. You. Thank you. <laughs> it's the one good thing you've done this entire podcast. <laughs> Brokano is confused because he thought Yuji to already be dead. And the master smiles and says, Did he though? I'm not so sure. We see Itadori lying on the mortician table as we dive down into the hole in his chest. We hear Sukuna say, Don't look inside me without permission. I hate it. Brat. <laughs> and then, Lost in paradise. paradise. And then he says, Panda's Paradise. post credit scene is the second years fighting about whether or not the boys stink. And then Fushi and Nobara smell Panda, and Fushi says, he smells like sunshine. So you I missed, told you. You didn't watch the post credit scene, and you missed that. Didn't have to. I already knew he smelled like that. And that's the end of the episode. So oops, oops. what do you think? That was a good one, dude. The Panda showing up this episode... That just really lit a fire in me. I was not about this show, and when he showed up, I knew that I was in it. I just want to, you know, I'm, we're not. <laughs> we had your birthday. What the hell was ce- that for? We had your birthday celebration. You've been doing this podcast with you today mm-hmm. has basically been like babysitting eight five year olds. Eight of them. My my mind is fried. I can't talk. But, um, Ronnie, so this is my golden year. We're, we're, I will experience great things this year. Or not answering any questions I can't get out of this episode quick enough. I cannot wait for you to have to do the summary. Uh, but I do have the hottest of takes before we leave. I don't think anyone has had this take. Okay. No one thought of this. You There's ready? no way he's dead. Dude, you knew my take? I knew your take. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> 
Good. I am such a freaking psychic. Wow. Good job. All right. Well, that was my take. Now I'm I'm with you on that though. I just I could read it. I yeah. could feel it in your face. Something about it. You know, I'm not so sure that he's done. They've kind of closed the book on him, yeah. but I think he might stick around a little bit longer. Let's hope so. That was the end of this episode. Join the Discord. Follow us at Podcast Chronic. Uh, instead of picking up the bag, Chad's going to drag the bag of Skittles all the way across the table to make such an obnoxious noise. I've been Ronnie. I I've hate, been Chad. Hate doing this podcast. Peace. It's my golden year. <laughs>